How to give a presentation to the Imperial Court while accidentally committing light treason by making a friend. From Civil Wars, Whistleblower Tactics, Schematic Drafting, and the Finer Points of Sith Adoption, the Essential How-To Guide for the Engineering Jedi, by Jack Daw read by Sam Gabriel, based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 9 And the Water May Yet Rise Higher To say that Luke was confused and concerned with the current situation he found himself in would be a catastrophic understatement. With no warning whatsoever, the Red Guards had whisked him away into a nearby speeder emblazoned with the Imperial crest and colors. They hadn't spoken to him at all, not even to inform him of where they were going. But then, seeing as a summons of the Emperor could really only bring him to one place, that wasn't surprising. Thankfully, neither the clones nor Vader had left his side for even a second this entire time, their presence giving him the strength and security necessary to keep his head on an even keel and assess the situation. He was being summoned by the Emperor. The Emperor, whose reason for summoning him was ostensibly that he'd been impressed by the presentation he'd given for the Senate. Now, given that Luke had put considerable effort into making the whole thing pretty impressive, if he did say so himself, it would be a pretty convincing lie if it weren't for the fact that none of this even remotely felt like the actions of someone who'd been positively impressed. The unannounced summons that clearly left no room for refusal, the way the Red Guard had come to collect him for said summons in a manner that was all too similar to Jabba's snatch squads, the fact that, if it weren't for Vader and the clones' quick thinking and actions, he would have been completely alone on his way to the palace. He frowned as he pensively stared out the speeder's windows at the blurring city. It all smacked of something sinister that left his instincts on high alert, and the part of his mind that he was never sure was wholly him howling and warning like the winds of a dust storm. None of that had been helped by the fact that Commander Cody had immediately signaled for him to remain quiet as soon as they entered the speeder, something that his gut told him was likely due to the fact that there were more ears listening in than he could see. Stack all of those circumstances together, and Luke felt that he could hardly be blamed for slipping into his runner mindset for the first time in months. The facts laid themselves out in front of him as he attempted to make heads and tails of what was happening. He'd been summoned by the Emperor. He'd been summoned by the Emperor, and said summons was being enforced by the Red Guards in a manner that was either callously uncaring of how it affected others, or deliberately designed for intimidation and disorientation. With this being the Empire, he had his credits on both. Vader, for all that he had quickly taken control of the situation to the best of his abilities, might as well have been a wall himself with how tightly he was keeping them up. Luke had tried to get some kind of read on him, but the sheer fact that he got nothing from the usually expressive man said enough in and of itself that he felt justified in his own worry about the situation. He tapped his finger against his bicep as he kept the impassive red guards in his vision at all times from the corner of his eye. Whatever was going on here, it was concerning enough even without Vader reacting like this. It felt like he was being put on trial rather than being honored and he knew that there were likely layers to all this that he couldn't even begin to hope to see without some guidance from Zev or Vader. Making up his mind as he glanced back at a rigid Vader, never letting the guards out of sight, he began to prepare himself for whatever was coming in the only way he knew how. Centering himself in the raging storm that was his emotional state at the moment, he forced himself to remember that while his emotions were the storm, he was the eye, and they were as subject to his whims as any physical part of him was. They would not distract him from his goal, they would be his tools to success, every last one of them. Mind be still, he thought forcefully to himself. 
his inner eye resonating with that part of him that was more desert than him as he recited the ancient mantra Aunt Beru had taught him when he first became a runner, handed down through generations of children. Mind be still, and heart be strong. I am a child of the desert, and I am more than what anyone wished me to be. In the center of myself I will find who I am, untainted by my circumstances. The matches will not break me. They will not bind me. They will not catch me. They will not see me. In my heart of hearts I am free, and free I will remain. The storm will hide my tracks, and the winds it brings will guide me true along the paths. I will succeed, or I will fail, having given it my all. Mind be still and heart be strong. A vow and a war cry in one, she told him, recited silently in defiance of the unforgiving and the unrelenting, a war cry for the battle of one's sanity and mind, for one's morals and heart, for one's name, the last bastions of freedom in any slave. The only kind of war cry a slave could ever have, she told him, and now the war cry of the free that would free them in turn. In the privacy of his mind, Luke recited the ancient mantra, each line of vow unto itself that he made to himself. He took the storm of emotions outside of himself and forced them into line, each one interweaving with the other until they were as inextricably mingled as one sand grain with the other. Individually they wouldn't amount to much, but as both Aunt Beru and Old Ben had taught him, together they would stand as strong as any mountain, a sheer wall of storm shielding him from the rest of the world as he called upon his patron of the storm to guide him true. Perhaps it was pointless, and all of this would turn out to be one big misunderstanding, but he hadn't survived as long as he had by ignoring his instincts, and his instincts were currently telling him to be prepared for anything. Slowly, surely, he sunk into that strange state of mind he entered into in flights and flight. When the world both brightened and darkened at once, and time seemed to rest at his fingertips, the whispers in the back of his mind swelled until he nearly understood them, snatches of something ancient beyond understanding floating at the fringes of his awareness as presences older and stranger than he knew turned their attention towards him, beckoning him on along trails he didn't yet know how to follow. Instead of attempting to follow those trails out past where he knew his mind ended and something else began, he reached for his emotions, all of them, and wrapped them around him like a cloak, a raging tempest of all he felt and was, volatile and wild, unpredictable and fickle, and yet it was his, it was him, and that made it his closest ally, because he willed it to be. He went out a slow breath as he reminded himself of it all, every last line and word of the mantra that was his key, and Brew had taught it all to him in spite of both Uncle Owen and old Ben's protests, Uncle Owen because he didn't want Luke involved in anything that could kill him any more than necessary, and old Ben because something something that had made him and Aunt Beru argue in hushed whispers that it turns to accusations, and ended up with old Ben banned from the homestead and farm for a month until he reluctantly apologized to Aunt Beru. In the end, Aunt Beru had put her foot down and invoked the name of Grandmother Shmi, which left Uncle Owen in a chastised silence and old Ben with a wounded look on his face. So Luke had ended up learning the old ways of the children, and he'd been grateful for that ever since, and a little more with each and every safe flight he ran. He was certainly grateful for it now, as he made the final steps of preparation, slowly emerging back out of the deep state of mind he had entered without breaking his concentration. Opening his eyes without ever having realized he'd closed them, the world looked sharper than usual in that strange but comforting manner, like everything had pulled into focus at once, 
and the colors saturated until even the monochrome interior of the Imperial Speeder popped out. Shivering slightly as the very air seemed to spark around him, he looked back out of the window to see the palace rapidly dawning on them, its spires looming over them from where they reached beyond sky wreathed in clouds. The speeder slowed as it approached the vast structure, but never stopped, simply changing sky lanes until it lined up with one of the vast, gaping openings that led them into the hangars of the palace. Tearing his eyes away from the window, he looked back to see what the prickling sensation at the back of his mind was, only to be met with two opaque red lenses staring back at him. Blinking at his mentor, Luke tilted his head askance, trying to figure out what the still completely closed-off man was seeing that had him so transfixed. If he'd hoped to get some time to figure it out, however, he'd be disappointed, as the movement seemed to shake Vader out of whatever musings he'd found himself in. If it had been anyone else watching, Luke didn't think they'd have noticed the slight start the man did as he realized Luke was looking back before looking away again. Slightly puzzled by the reaction, but knowing better than to ask while they were still in the presumably bugged speeder, Luke simply shook his head and looked back outside. Regardless of anything else, it was mildly reassuring to know that Vader was still as strange and mysterious as ever. The speeder pulled into the hangar, and after that, everything went from zero to sixty in Luke's perception. Before he knew it, he'd been herded out of the speeder, through the halls, into an elevator through more halls, a small railcar station, another elevator, and, if he hadn't said it yet, halls, as he hurried to match pace with everyone around him, even though he was a good few fingers shorter than even the next shortest person in the group. Never mind Darth Vader, Luke was pretty sure the man had to have some secret to being that damn tall. Steadily, they were guided ever deeper into the palace, ever deeper and ever higher throughout the underlying pyramid structure that supported the spires above, until at last they reached somewhere that Luke assumed to be near the apex of the structure. The architecture certainly resembled that of the typical imperial fair he'd come to expect from the Empire, and the halls were suspiciously deserted for such a central place, aside from the near-omnipresent Red Guards. Luke eyed them nervously, their presence feeling more eerie than ever to his newly heightened awareness, a kind of emptiness. Whatever it was, it made their presence almost fade away against the backdrop of the palace as if they were simply part of the scenery and not people. It unnerved him, and made him long to be back on the Lady, where every corridor and hangar hummed with the life of the thousands who passed through. Still musing on the odd nature that the Red Guard seemed to have, he didn't even notice Vader reaching out for him until a touch on his shoulder nearly made him jump. Preventing himself from doing exactly that by the skin of his teeth, Luke glanced up at the Dark Lord, whom he found was still staring straight ahead meaning he didn't want to draw attention to his action, or, Luke realized with fondness and a small bit of hope, he hadn't even realized he'd done it in a subconscious gesture. Whichever one it was, Luke knew better than to draw attention to it, so he kept quiet, and merely leaned into the comforting touch. As they neared the place where Luke assumed the Emperor was located, said hand tightened its grip ever so slightly the closer they drew. When he finally thought to chance a tap on the hands to alert Vader to what he was doing, the air suddenly seemed to shift around them in a way it never had before. Sound muffled, and the very air seemed to thicken in a manner that reminded Luke of those rare times fog rolled in over the homestead, always welcomed for the extra water it would bring in the harvest, and yet it prickled at his senses like ozone. Blinking at the sudden change around him, he nearly missed it when Vader made a soft sound to draw his attention, nearly. It wasn't like his current state would allow him to actually miss much of anything down to the heartbeats in someone's throat. Chancing a subtle glance at Vader, he kept his senses trained on the red guards around him, 
for all that it was like trying to keep them trained on a piece of moving furniture. He had a feeling that he didn't want to be seen suddenly shifting his attention over while this strange air hung around him like a veil. Yes, my lord, he whispered as quietly as he could. Vader seemed to hesitate as he subtly drew Luke even closer to his side. Luke, came the rumbled response, and to Luke's surprise no one but himself seemed to react to it. I... Be careful, little one. My master is far from as understanding as I. He is cunning and dangerous. Do not... Do not... Vader seemed to struggle for words to express his worries, but as he did so, whatever had kept him locked in himself slipped, and Luke could feel the genuine worry and fear slip out from behind the man's walls. Chewing his bottom lip, he nodded subtly. I won't, my lord, he agreed readily. I swear. Whatever Vader had apparently expected his answer to be, it clearly wasn't that. As Luke felt the man's startled surprise flare around him, shooting him a subtle glance, Luke let his mouth quirk into a slight smile. I trust you, remember? he said quietly. Both then and now, I trust you, so just tell me how. He smiled as the quiet echo of their conversation a few days and a lifetime ago registered with Vader, who tightened his grip on Luke's shoulder minutely, the vocoder producing a sound Luke wasn't entirely sure he could translate properly, as the air around him thrummed with something deep and large. Then heed my words, Luke, he said as quietly as the vocoder would allow. Be careful of my master. He is... More than he appears to be, than he presents himself to be. Be wary, and to be cautious with your trust. Luke swallowed heavily as he nodded almost imperceptibly. That Vader would give such a warning laced with true, genuine fear spoke heavily of the chance that his instincts had been far from off. I will, he promised. I will, my lord. If Vader had wished to say anything in response, it was too late. As they turned a corner and a truly massive pair of double doors dawned on them, hewn from a similar black marble that characterized Vader's suite and offices, something which Luke noted with distaste as his opinion of the man dropped another couple of notches, the Emperor really did seem to favor as a style of architecture. To each their own, he supposed, but he could already guess what kind of lifeless interior he would find behind them. Suddenly the air shifted again and in place of the almost calming muffled quality that had surrounded him, a now almost oppressive malice settled in, a malice he vaguely recalled feeling before in tandem with this kind of architecture, though under vastly different circumstances, if he wasn't mistaken. Well, he thought as one of the red guards detached from the main group to face him, it looks like I'll find out shortly if I'm right. His Imperial Majesty is waiting for you beyond these doors, Pet Engineer Lars, the guard informed him mechanically. We will escort you in. Your entourage will have to wait outside. As was to be expected, Luke thought grimly. He nodded his assent swiftly, and with one final hurried recital of the mantra that had guided him true so far, he stepped towards the awaiting red guard and out of Vader's comforting presence. Immediately the red guards flanked him on all sides, but unlike when the troopers did it, this felt more like he was being taken into custody than escorted for his own safety. Nevertheless, he refused to be intimidated by tactics that had failed to work against him ever since he'd been fourteen, simply because the person using them ostensibly had more power behind it. 
Jabba and any of his lackeys would have killed or enslaved both him and his family if he'd been caught during any of his runs. He doubted the Emperor could do worse than that, no matter how much more powerful he was. The dead were dead no matter how they were killed. The doors in front of him slid open with the grating sound of rock against rock, and he was quickly ushered through. On the other side, he found himself in a cavernous hallway hewn of much the same marble and black stone. Glow spheres and luminous crystal cast light inside the gloomy hallways, glittering dully on the plentiful reflective surfaces of various decorations and embellishments that were scattered throughout the hallway, none of which was unfortunately enough to lift the ever-present feeling of a deep, oppressive malice that hung overhead like a noxious cloud. Luke found himself being rushed through various hallways and into an elevator, nearly getting tripped up by the Red Guards a couple of times, presumably in their rush not to keep the Emperor waiting. At last, he was led toward a final set of doors flanked by even more Red Guards. The Emperor's sanctum. A flash of fear made itself known in Luke, but he swiftly wove it back into the storm of his emotions. Now was not the time for fear. It would have its place later, when he wasn't about to face the man who held the majority of the galaxy in his grasp. The Red Guard stepped to attention, the doors opened, and then the times for preparation and contemplation were over. Mind be still and heart be strong, he thought one last time as he headed through. Time to see what the Emperor wanted. Inside a room that Luke could only assume was intended as a kind of reception chamber, the lights were down especially low. Thankfully, that hardly mattered with the plentiful windows lining the entire place, offering a stunning view of the bustling city outside as the sun slowly began to set on it, the golden hour only an hour at most away on what promised to be a perfect evening. How strange, then, Luke thought as he kept his eyes fixated on the shadows, that it feels like I've never been anywhere more lifeless and dead. He pointedly didn't look at the cloaked and hooded figure that was silhouetted against them. Luke breathed deeply, but didn't utter a sound as one of the red guards stepped forward. "'Your Majesty,' they droned out as they knelt down upon the floor. "'Presenting the head engineer of the executor, Luke Lars.' Slowly, with shuffling motions, the figure that was the Emperor of the Galaxy came into motion. "'Ah!' a small, creaking voice rasped out as the Emperor slowly turned around, a glossy, gnarled black cane coming into view as he heavily leant on it. "'Head Engineer Lars, it is good to finally meet the young talent I have heard so much about.' Finally the man turned around fully, and Luke found himself glad that he'd had the foresight to listen to his instincts and prepare, or he would have recoiled at the sheer extent to which the man looked like a half-molten wraith. As it was, he didn't even blink as he met the strange, sickly, bloodshot eyes of the man in front of him. "'Your Majesty,' he greeted as he bowed deeply at the waist, firmly keeping his arms by his side. Perhaps he was expected to kneel as the Red Guard did in front of him, but the day he knelt at anyone's feet as the first freeborn Skywalker was the day he accepted chains around his neck, and that day was not today. Still, he knew how to placate the kind of people who would expect someone to kneel, and he made sure his bow was sufficiently deep enough to not carry a hint of disrespect. "'Rise, rise,' the Emperor waved off with a magnanimous gesture. "'Please do away with the formalities, my boy. I'd hope to speak with the engineer, who left me most impressed with the display you put on. I'm thoroughly pleased to see that you could make it.' "'It wasn't like you left me any choice.' Luke thought acidly, even as he kept his face carefully blank. 
It would be the height of stupidity to make enemies here, even if he badly wanted to give the man a piece of his mind on kidnapping people off the streets. The masters hardly tolerated someone critiquing their hospitality in an overt manner, after all. I must admit I was rather surprised at your summons, your majesty, was what he said instead, carefully measuring the truth on his tongue against the lie and finding the latter wanting. Especially at the fact that my summons was so urgent. He kept a careful eye on the emperor, absolutely refusing to let anything slip by him, even with his senses so attuned to the world around him, and was immediately grateful for that decision when he caught a strange gleam in the man's eye as he slowly began to hobble over while leaning on his cane. Oh, dear, he rasped out, sounding as contrite as could be and yet it grated against the back of his mind like sandpaper instead of the usual softly shifting whispers. It appears my guards let their enthusiasm make them rather overzealous in their approach. The emperor pulled a sympathetic face. I'm terribly sorry, my boy. It was hardly my intention to drag you out here like this. Lie. Luke nearly twitched as that fact was practically screamed at him. Something was terribly wrong here. Why was the emperor acting like this? He hardly had the need to lie to Luke, after all. Something which he'd just clearly demonstrated by the fact that not even Vader had been able to stop him from dragging Luke all the way from the Senate to here post-haste. So why? His eyes widened just a fraction as the world slowed to a crawl. And between one thundering heartbeat in his chest and another, the memories rose to the forefront of his mind unbidden. You, little one, possess far more power than you realize. Heartbeat. In a certain sense, you must view these meetings as a traps, little one. Rather blatant ones, too. With the suitor project acting as bait. Do you remember what I told you about power and the methods used to get it? Heartbeat. He is cunning and dangerous. Heartbeat. Your time has become valuable enough and in high enough demand that people would now resort to unsavory and illegal tactics to gain access to it. Heartbeat. They will be looking for weaknesses they can exploit to manipulate or bend you to their will. They know you are a new player in their twisted games for power, untested and inexperienced. They will try to use that against you. Heartbeat. He is more than he appears to be, than he presents himself to be. Be wary. And to be cautious with your trust. Heartbeat. Be careful, little one. Oh. Oh, fuck. Luke swallowed minutely and hoped the Emperor didn't notice as everything fell into place in front of his mind's eye in a split second. He didn't have the time to dwell on it, though. A second's hesitation might spell as true a disaster here as it would on any flight. No need, Your Majesty, he replied on autopilot desperately searching his brain for every last scrap of information he gleaned from both Vader and Zev on the games of power played here in Imperial Center. It was my honor. Fuck. He knew Uncle Owen would one day be proven right when he said that he'd find himself in a situation way over his head, but he'd honestly hoped that his uncle's half-prophetic curse wouldn't choose to come true on the day he had to meet the fucking Emperor. The Emperor, who was watching him like a sand swimmer stalking its prey, even as that kindly expression never left his face. Just like that, there wasn't a shadow of doubt left in Luke about what this meeting was for. What a relief, the Emperor rasped out, 
Truly, that dedication is admirable. But I had to question where they get some of their plans from. It would hardly do to scare any of my guests away before they have even had so much as the chance to arrive. Luke scoffed internally, so that was how it was going to be. Fine. Two could play at this game of charades. He may be new to the vicious maneuverings and games the Imperial elite liked to play, but he was hardly a stranger to concealing his true nature in a bid to be underestimated by a more powerful opponent. That would be rather unfortunate, he agreed with the Emperor, trying for a slight smile. Especially since I still hardly have a clue as to why your majesty requested my presence. Of course, of course, the Emperor agreed readily as he hobbled over at a slow pace. But first, why don't we find a better place to talk, where we are less liable to be subject to the over-enthusiastic efforts of my guards? These old bones aren't what they used to be, but I do still enjoy an occasional stroll throughout the palace. I would much appreciate it if you were to join me, my boy. Luke nodded easily as he mentally translated the Emperor's words to include the messages hidden between the lines. Of course, Your Majesty, he agreed with deceptive calm as he recognized the intention to get him alone and away from any prying ears, though he didn't doubt that there would be more ears within the walls listening in. Though whether the intent was to allow the Emperor free reign or to lull him into a false sense of security, Luke could hardly tell. The Emperor smiled sweetly in a manner that made it seem like there was poison hidden in his mouth, and Luke had the sharp realization of exactly what Vader had meant when he compared someone to a viper. But vipers only bit when threatened. With the Emperor, Luke was a lot less sure of that. Excellent. Then let me give you the grand tour to my humble abode. Follow me. And with that, the man that was the ruler of the galaxy began hobbling away as his cane clicked against the floor. Shoring up his courage and determination, Luke followed after him, keeping easy pace with the nearly limping old man. They left the guards behind as the Emperor led Luke deeper into the chambers of his residence, light once again draining away in favor of sparse clusters of glow spheres and phosphorescent crystals set in black marble and polished metal of a nature Luke didn't readily recognize and that hummed strangely at the edges of his peripherals. Odd. Still, he could hardly afford to focus on it when he needed to keep his wits about him if he were to survive this encounter with the Emperor unscathed and, perhaps even more importantly, unseen for who he was. The Emperor, meanwhile, hardly remained quiet while leading Luke about throughout his sanctum. I must say, my boy, you are quite the curious phenomenon at the moment, he rasped out as they passed by a grand painting of a beautiful woman against a vast backdrop of green, Luke catching only a snatch of what was written on the plaque. The late senator and queen, Padme Amit-something. Such talent, and yet you almost seem to have come out of nowhere before my apprentice brought you into the fold. I suppose nowhere would be an apt description, your majesty, Luke conceded as he obliged the emperor's fishing for information. I came from the outer rim, and I'm afraid that before Lord Vader picked me up I was rather unknown. Ah, the emperor said as he nodded in understanding. The age-old tale of a young man rising from nothing to the top. I shouldn't be surprised. My apprentice does seem to have something of an affinity for picking up strays. Luke inclined his head in agreement, unable to refute the point. After all, he too had heard the stories of how several officers aboard the Lady came by their appointments in the same manner he had. Sons Piet, Veers, and Erebus all had the same story as he did. He was hardly special in that regard. He does indeed. 
The emperor glanced at him from the corner of his eyes, those strange, nearly bloodshot yellow eyes fixated on him for just a moment as they attempted to get a read on him. Luke met them evenly as he wrapped the storm of himself around himself even tighter, as the ever-present malice suddenly pressed down on him, wrapping around the edges of the storm outside himself. "'No need for airs, my boy,' the Emperor told him kindly. "'I would very much like to hear your true thoughts on all that transpired. After all, it must be quite the change from the outer rim.' There was something resonating within those words— something that Luke would have almost responded to with true honesty if it weren't for the almost oily quality coating every last syllable. Shaking off the unpleasant feeling, he measured truth against lie and favored the former. With a bit of a twist. No one had ever said a spoken truth had to be useful. It's been rather overwhelming, he admitted. I suppose I'm hardly used to the sheer amount of people that surround me every day now, which you wouldn't trade for the world. And everything considering the Suda Project— he shrugged a shoulder. It's all new. Yes, I can see how life on Imperial Center must be rather shocking for someone like you, the Emperor agreed amicably. You've handled it well, though, I must say. The man gave him a piercing look, certainly with such short notice. I suppose so, he said evenly as his insides lit in cold fire, with the realization that all of this, the short deadlines, the double presentation, maybe even the meetings— were on purpose, and in bad faith. Thankfully, a few people aboard the, the executor were kind enough to take me under their wing, or I would have been hopelessly lost. Like you undoubtedly wanted me to be, Luke thought caustically. How fortunate indeed, the Emperor rasped out, and Luke felt a feeling of vicious satisfaction as he caught the lie. We must always be grateful to those who help us understand the unknown. Wouldn't you agree? It's nice to get help when needed, Luke said, agreeing to nothing at all, especially when out of one's depth. I'm glad that we agree, my boy, was the warm answer, the Emperor still looking at him with that self-same piercing gaze that Luke refused to reveal anything to. Though I do hope that my apprentice was thoughtful enough to give you instructions on your new situation when he brought you aboard the Executor. He made sure I was taught the basics, Luke said, something in him balking at the idea of giving the man who Vader had spoken of with such fear and dread any kind of information on his mentor. It wasn't like the Emperor couldn't ask Vader himself if he really wanted to know. And anything I was unaware of afterwards was quickly clarified. The Emperor's gaze turned considering before he turned his attention back to making sure he didn't stumble as he shuffled forwards with his cane. Hmm. How disappointing of him he muttered. I would have expected him to do better with such potential. Luke blinked in befuddlement. Do better? What? Your Majesty? The Emperor glanced at him as if lost in thought, something which Luke very much doubted he actually was. Hmm, there's nothing, my boy, he assured. But I must say that I had expected Lord Vader to handle this situation with more grace and a certain finesse. Lie. Young talents such as yourself ought to be nurtured by a guiding hand, not stifled by being expected to perform to mediocre standards. I hardly feel stifled, your majesty, Luke answered stiffly, fire flaring in his gut with indignity at the implication that his mentor was failing him in any way. The challenges I've faced as the head engineer aboard the executor have certainly expanded my horizons far beyond what I thought was possible. <laughs> 
Ah, yes, the Emperor nodded. I suppose you are referring to that endeavor of yours on the Holonet. I'm told you were quite industrious with what amounted to scrap. But surely you are aware, after your performance of the Senate, the galaxy now lies open for you. The Emperor gave him a long, measuring look and look. By both suns and moons, couldn't think of what he was being measured for. You must understand, my boy, he said with a kind but stern tone that made Luke want to scream that he had no right to act with such familiarity, that you are no longer in the outer rim, and you have gained the attention of many with your feats of engineering. Why, he continued as he shuffled forwards, I've even had Grand Moff Tarkin make a recent request that he be transferred to the Tarkin Initiative as he was most impressed with your feats and abilities. Fuck. Luke swallowed nervously. It wouldn't be the first time he'd have to reject a job offer from another party, not with the sheer amount that had been streaming in these last few weeks, but a direct request for transfer from the Grand Moff himself would be incredibly difficult indeed to refuse without causing an incident, especially if the Emperor threw his weight behind it. He has, he asked, trying to make the dread in his voice sound like curiosity something in which he thankfully seemed to succeed when the Emperor nodded. Oh, yes, though I am not surprised you did not know of it. He sighed deeply and gave Luke a meaningful look. Apparently my apprentice has been acting rather unreasonable, and vetoed all of his transfer requests out of hand. Oh, thank the fucking desert and all her mods. He sent a quick prayer blessing his mentor for safeguarding him from that particular mess, he could do many things, but working for the lunatic that had thought of the Tarkin Doctrine was not one of them. He may have been initially wary of Vader before he got to know the man, but Tarkin was utterly mad if he truly believed in his own doctrine. I see, is what he said instead. But, the Emperor continued with a casual tone that left Luke on edge, he would hardly be able to stop you from accepting if I ordered him to. No. No, 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 he refused. He absolutely categorically refused to let that happen. Setting aside his own distaste for what working with Tarkin would mean, he would not allow the man that his mentor clearly feared to do anything of that stripe to him. He'd eat glass before he allowed that to happen. That will hardly be necessary, Your Majesty, he said firmly, a thin layer of frost creeping into his tongue. I assure you I am quite content where I am now, and I have no desire to transfer away from my current position. The Emperor chuckled softly and smiled. My boy, I realize my apprentice can be rather... <sighs> he tilted his head as he searched for the word presumably least likely to offend Luke. Intimidating once he's put his mind to something, but there is no need to fear any persuasion he utilized to keep you under his command. He wouldn't be able to so much as look at you should I give the command. No. Fuck no, Luke thought as he resisted the urge to shake his head in horror, his blood feeling like it had been replaced with rushing ice water. Whatever was going on here, and he feared he was getting a pretty decent picture of it solely because of the horrifyingly familiar language the Emperor was using, he wanted no part of it. Aside from the Emperor obliquely implying that Vader had threatened him, he'd also implied that he could stop any of Vader's non-existent threats. And maybe it was different to the core. Maybe this was just another of those culture clashes, but in Luke's experience, the only thing that could make someone back down from a threat and mean it 
was if someone else was holding something even worse over their head. If that was the case with Vader, Luke really, really didn't want to know what the Emperor would threaten. I assure you, Your Majesty, Luke responded as icily as he could without it being treason, that no such persuasions were necessary. I enjoy working as the Executor's head engineer, and I enjoy working under Lord Vader's command. The work is interesting, and the challenges Lord Vader presents me with are engaging. Never mind that even if he hadn't been the head engineer, he would still want to stay aboard the Lady. Never mind that he'd grown fond of the people aboard the massive ship he'd come to call home and would miss them all terribly. Never mind that he wouldn't want to trade whatever it was he was slowly building with Lord Vader for the entire galaxy. Something that he could admit to himself felt a lot like what he'd been dreaming of ever since he was young and watched the sky at night, hoping for his father's return someday. That wasn't for the Emperor to know. All he needed to know was that Luke would not do it. He breathed out a soft sigh as he looked the Emperor straight in his yellow, bloodshot eyes, and laid out the facts as clearly as he could. Your Majesty, I truly have no desire to leave my post, and I'm afraid I will have to disappoint Grand Moff Tarkin, he explained in a calm and measured voice, putting as much conviction into his words as he could. Seeing that, as unless he would accept me remaining aboard the Executor and prioritizing my duties as Head Engineer, I will have to reject his offer. The Emperor held his gaze steadily, even as Luke struggled to keep up his storm around him against the growing malice pressing down upon him, beating down upon him even as the blows glanced off of his storm. Whatever it was, it was not happy with him. I see, the man said at last, something like disappointment leaking into his voice. A pity. I had hoped that you would have been able to look beyond your humble beginnings and display some true ambition, but evidently... The outer rim is deeply entrenched within you. Hell yeah, it is, Luke thought defiantly, keeping his face carefully blank even as he wanted to scream it out loud. It must be, Your Majesty, was what he said instead, as I can't imagine a place I'd rather be. The Emperor hummed thoughtfully as he kept his eyes locked with Luke, eventually looking away as they came to a halt. Perhaps... Oh, do not be alarmed if you find yourself shifting your opinions later on, my boy. I've seen it happen before in those who came from nothing and made something of themselves. All thought they'd be content with what they gained, but eventually, as they grew and learned, they began to crave more. He cast a meaningful look at Luke, idly tapping his cane against the floor. Just know that when that time comes... The opportunities offered will still be there by those wise enough to understand that true talent cannot be rushed. He dipped his head in what he hoped was a respectful enough manner even as he mentally flipped the man off. I'll keep that under advisement, Your Majesty. See that you do, the Emperor answered swiftly. It wouldn't do for you to disappear into obscurity, not when I have the distinct feeling that you have yet to show much of your potential. Whatever Luke's answer to that enigma of a statement would have been, he would never know. As the Emperor immediately switched tracks as they reached the end of the hallway. Ah, but look at us now. Here I had promised you a tour, and yet we have passed through nearly the entire gallery without me even giving you the chance to appreciate it. The man shook his head morosely. My mind, I really must be getting on an age. It's hardly any trouble, Your Majesty. Luke assured the Emperor, meaning every word of it. 
The shorter this conversation with the man lasted, the better in Luke's opinion. Truly, I don't mind. You are most kind, my boy, the Emperor said warmly. But I would hardly wish for you to get an impression of me as a poor host. Come, let us leave such heavy topics behind us for now, and remedy some of this old man's forgetfulness. There is still one last magnificent piece to admire here. With that, the Emperor shuffled off towards the end of the hallway, where a truly massive painting hung the centerpiece. Walking up next to the Emperor, Luke could confidently say that he'd never seen anything quite like it. In oil and paint, it depicted a battle, vivid and sparing no gruesome detail. Against a blood-red sky thick with black smoke, a single figure stood victorious over a slain opponent while the battle raged on around them. Cloaked in black and with a hood obscuring even the faintest hints of a face, the victor held a red beam of light clenched in their hand as they loomed over a fallen figure, whose face was turned away from the viewer and whose lighter cloak's color was concealed under the rusted stain of blood, a strange metal cylinder lying limply in a slackened hand. Around the two figures the battle raged on, blood-stained suits of unfamiliar white plastic-steel armor rushing around them, lit by the exchange of blaster bolts. But Luke could clearly see that according to the artist, none of that mattered. What mattered were the two combatants standing center stage, one laying slain at the feet of another, on top of a pile of corpses. He glanced at the title on the hollow plaque. The Perfect Victory. Beautiful, isn't it? Luke glanced over at the Emperor, who was looking at the piece himself with striking intent. It certainly is something, Your Majesty, he admitted. He wasn't sure if he would call what it depicted beautiful, but the artist who'd painted it clearly knew their craft. He almost expected the fingers to start moving any second. Yes, the Emperor agreed. It most certainly is. He glanced over at Luke. Tell me, my boy, do you know what this painting depicts? Taking in the entire work and all its macabre detail, Luke shook his head. I'm afraid not, Your Majesty. I mean, it clearly depicts a battle of some kind of victory as well, but if you were to ask me what victory, he shrugged idly, I couldn't tell you. Hmm, the Emperor responded thoughtfully. I suppose I could hardly expect you to recognize this, young as you are. This was before your time, when the Empire was still only newborn. A terrible act of betrayal that left both my apprentice and myself heavily scarred but alive. The traitors, however, were far from as lucky, and they paid for their crimes with their lives. The Emperor looked back at the imposing painting where the mysterious figure was forever frozen in victory. This painting commemorates that day, that day of truth and deceit, and the victory of one over the other. It depicts Lord Vader in his greatest act of loyalty towards me, right before his greatest sacrifice. Vader. Luke's eyes snapped back towards the shrouded figure, looming larger than life over him as per usual. If it really was his mentor, he looked vastly different from how Luke had ever seen him. This figure was obscured, yes, but the robes were soft as they draped over their owner instead of the hard lines of armor he'd come to know the man in. He doubted the man was wearing his ever-present life-support, either. Was this before? That was the day he would sustain the injuries that would seal him in the suit. We will now know him by, the Emperor elaborated as if hearing Luke's unspoken question, before giving him a piercing look with those yellow eyes. 
Has he never told you of this day? What? To relive the joyful memories of whatever put him there in the first place? Luke thought sarcastically. No, he hasn't, your majesty. The emperor sighed deeply. It hardly surprises me anymore how secretive that man is. He trailed off as he tapped his cane against the ground, leaving Luke to frown in confusion as to how that was a bad thing. Sylvader had secrets, big deal, so did Luke. Secrets of all sorts and kinds, from the things he'd just never mentioned before to the things he'd take to his grave if it were the last thing he did. This hardly even qualified as a secret if the reason for Vader's silence was the fact that he'd acquired those injuries on a day that haunted him even now. Luke didn't exactly tell everyone about every one of his scars, either. And even if it was some grand secret, what right did Luke have to question why Vader kept it? Like the Emperor said, he was before his time, and Luke likely wasn't even born yet. It hardly involved him. His attention was drawn back to the Emperor when the man seemed to snap out of his musings. Ah, oh, there I go again, drifting off. But enough about my apprentice's shortcomings. As enigmatic as Lord Vader can be, I wouldn't doubt that you have quite a few questions about him ever since you became acquainted. He tapped his cane idly against the floor. If you like, I have similar confidence that I could enlighten you on quite a few of them. What? Excuse me? He blurted out, trying to determine whether he'd really just heard what he thought he'd heard. Was the Emperor really suggesting? The man rasped out a low, grating chuckle that set Luke's teeth on edge. My boy, I can tell you now. I have been privy to more than a few of the stories my apprentice guards close to his chest. I would be happy to pass them on to you, since he himself seems to have been neglectful in doing so. He was. He actually was. Luke tried not to stare in disbelief at the smiling man, but it was a near thing. The Emperor was actually volunteering to give Vader's secrets away to him. Holy shit, what was wrong with him? That will hardly be necessary, Your Majesty. Luke rushed to intervene before the Emperor actually gave anything away, his mind still reeling in disgust. If Lord Vader wishes to keep them private, I would prefer to honor his wishes and not intrude. Oh, you wouldn't be. The Emperor assured him as he waved away Luke's concerns. I can already tell that he strongly favors you, despite his best efforts to appear impartial. Something in the Emperor's tone raised Luke's hackles like nothing else, and he had to school his expression before he really did start glaring at the man. Maybe, he answered evasively, maybe not. I, I don't think I've ever noticed anything out of the ordinary when it comes to Lord Vader. It wasn't even a lie, though he dreaded to think what it meant if the man's behavior toward his master was indeed nothing out of the ordinary. Nevertheless, he continued, it hardly gives me the right to infringe on his privacy. Not even if he were to intrude on yours, the Emperor asked shrewdly, eyes sharp in a way that Luke didn't like the look of at all. He stared the Emperor down in a manner that bordered on the disrespectful and nodded firmly, not even then. If Lord Vader were to choose that, it would say something about his character. What I choose to do says something about mine. The Emperor narrowed his eyes carefully. I see. He tapped his cane against the marble floor, the sound echoing sharply as the malice surrounding them pressed down with ever greater force. A noble conviction, he opined, tilting his head downwards to look Luke further in the eye. A naive conviction. Luke met the judgmental gaze evenly. It wouldn't be the first time he had heard that opinion, and it wouldn't be the last. It sure as hell wouldn't be the one to break him. 
Perhaps, he agreed. But it is a conviction nonetheless, one I will not be easily swayed from. <sighs> the Emperor muttered, still tapping his cane in a rhythm that was pounding against Luke's storm. That remains to be seen. I think you will find, my boy, that the galaxy is far less forgiving of foolishness than the forgotten dust bowl you grew up in. It won't care for your noble ideals or hopeful wishes. Luke very nearly scoffed at that assertion. Of course it won't, he agreed without hesitation. The galaxy won't care for any plight more than the desert would. It's cold, unforgiving, and uncaring. Why would I think otherwise? Your convictions, the Emperor pointed out with a tone that Luke didn't exactly know what to make of, but that set him on edge like nothing else. My convictions hardly have anything to do with the nature of the galaxy, Your Majesty, he retorted coldly. It's neither kind nor compassionate nor empathetic. He crossed his arms. But I can be. And so that's what I choose. If the world, the galaxy, and the entire universe won't care, then I will, regardless of how difficult and painful it can be. His assertion was met with dead silence, and Luke held the Emperor's gaze, those strangely reddish-yellow eyes staring him down like a predator would its prey. Refusing to be cowed, Luke stared right back at the silent man, neither backing down nor bowing out. The malice that had dogged his every step ever since entering the Emperor's chambers bore down on him like a mountain was resting upon his shoulders, seething hatred, fury, envy, and something that felt like twisted fear beating at the storm around him, even as it glanced off the sheer impassive cliff he had molded it into. The onslaught continued until... Beep. Blinking in befuddlement as his hollow pad chimed from within his pocket, he broke eye contact with the Emperor to fish it out. The screen displayed the reminder he'd set for his upcoming presentation for the court, and he mentally heaved a sigh of relief, saved by the bell. So sorry, Your Majesty. He apologized with a sincerity he didn't feel as he tucked the pad back into his jacket. In all the excitement, I forgot to switch it to silent. And that was my notification to start the preparations for the presentation to the court. The malice lifted abruptly enough to nearly leave Luke reeling as the Emperor chuckled softly. Oh my, is it that time already? I really must have lost track. He smiled kindly at Luke, and he did his best to smile back in a manner that wouldn't look like a grimace. I suppose that's hardly surprising when the company is as intriguing as you are, my boy. Sons and sand, what a creep. And this man ruled the galaxy. Still, Luke responded as he knew was wisest, bowing shallowly at the waist, arms still kept pinned to his side. Thank you, Your Majesty. He straightened up as soon as was reasonably polite and deferential. I hope not to sound like an ungrateful guest, but I would request that you excuse me soon so I can get started on the preparations. I would hate to give a bad performance simply because I neglected to set it up properly. Of course, of course, the Emperor said as he waved off Luke's apologetic air. I can hardly fault you for your untimely departure, my boy. Even if I would consider our meeting to be a most favorable consequence of my guard's poor planning... Oh, so they were still upholding that charade. Luke barely kept himself from narrowing his eyes as the Emperor smiled warmly. Though I am rather regretful that I was unable to allow you more time to enjoy the art present here, especially now that I know the extent to which my apprentice has neglected to teach you. Luke glanced back at the massive painting that supposedly depicted his mentor in one of his greatest victories before his greatest fall. I don't think I can fault him for that. He muttered quietly as he observed the giant cloaked figure standing over a fallen opponent. The Emperor was right in that aspect. 
Vader hadn't taught him about what had transpired in the painting or the secrets the Emperor was apparently privy to, but then... Be careful, little one. Perhaps he didn't need to. You still have much to learn about the inner workings of the Imperial Court, and we have little time. And perhaps Vader had known all along what the most important lessons were for Luke to learn. Perhaps not, my boy, the Emperor allowed. But that doesn't excuse his complete neglect of a rising star such as yourself. He tapped his cane against the floor idly, and Luke was hardly even surprised any more when the malice almost lazily pressed down upon him. Now perhaps I can still remedy that situation, he mused quietly. Well, fuck, that didn't sound good. Your Majesty? he asked, trying not to sound too worried. Oh, not to worry, my boy. The Emperor waved him off airily. It would be nothing that would prohibit you from your precious job. And damn, did he have to sound that condescending about it. But I believe it would be a good challenge for you nonetheless. Luke doubted it, but he had the feeling that refusing here wasn't exactly an option. I will look forward to it, Your Majesty, he answered stiffly. Like one would look forward to a fucking root canal, he thought irritably. Most excellent the Emperor said happily. Now then, allow me to walk you back, and I am most curious as to what you will present to us this evening. And with that, the stooped, shuffling old man that was ostensibly the most powerful person in the galaxy turned around and began the long walk back to the meeting chamber where Luke didn't doubt the guards were still waiting. Hesitating, Luke looked at the painting, and he committed the towering figure to mind and memory. Intellectually, he had always known that Vader had been someone else once upon a time before he was sealed inside the armor Luke now knew him by, but to actually see it, he swallowed heavily. Whatever had happened, he didn't doubt that it had left more than just the physical marks on his mentor. The perfect victory, the artist had called it. Luke couldn't exactly see what was so perfect about it, if it had ended with Vader in that suit. Shaking his head, he turns to follow the Emperor back to where he knew Vader and the clones to be waiting, eager to reunite with his people and leave the oppressive atmosphere of the Emperor's sanctum and the wealth of secrets it held on his mysterious mentor. Glancing back one last time, he nodded his farewell to the image of Vader long past, and for a split second he could have sworn the plaque below it read something different before he dismissed it as a trick of the light. Never mind that the perfect lie somehow sounded more truthful than anything else. Hastily lengthening his stride to catch up with the Emperor before the man noticed Luke had lingered a little too long, he pointedly kept his silence while they made their way back through the single grandest art gallery Luke had ever seen. It felt almost silly for a place this large to be inhabited by what he assumed to be only the Emperor and any guards the man needed. Not that he was ever going to say that thought out loud to the man. Luke was impulsive, not stupid. Eventually the Emperor seemed to realize that Luke wasn't going to be the one to strike up a conversation, as he hummed quietly. "'You've been rather quiet, my boy,' he noted in a manner that seemed to be too well-timed to be as idle as the tone implied. "'Is there something on your mind?' "'The fact that you're about as suspicious as a spice smuggler's bank account comes to mind,' he thought acidly. "'Nothing of note, Your Majesty,' is what he said aloud, merely contemplating what setup I'll need for the holoprojector.' His response elicited a low chuckle from the Emperor that grated at the back of his mind. "'Now need to try to hide, my boy,' the man chided. 
I am well versed in reading all manner of falsehoods and white lies. Fuck. He carefully did not tense at those words and shrunk as innocently as he could manage. I suppose I'm just trying to order my thoughts on all this, Your Majesty, he tried again, taking the truth from another angle. It's been an experience. Truth, albeit that it wasn't strictly a new experience. He'd balanced on the edge of blade sharper than this. The Emperor nodded sympathetically. Understandable. It must be exhausting to manage both your underlings and my apprentices' more unreasonable behavior at the same time. I suppose you will be requesting leave after you return to your regular duties. And while there was a question, Luke knew that he had more than a little leave built up, enough to take a long trip back to the homestead for a week or two if he wanted to, and he would eventually, but honestly, right now? He grinned his first genuine grin at the Emperor. And leave everyone to flounder once they no longer have someone to badger with endless meetings? Not in your life, Your Majesty, no. I'll be back in the executor's wiring and engine chambers once this week is over, no questions about it. Something hardened in the Emperor's eyes, and Luke's grin took on a slightly sharper quality. Whatever the Emperor had just seen in him, he could bet that the man didn't like it one bit, and honestly, that was fine by Luke. I see, the Emperor muttered. They, thankfully, lapsed back into silence after that, with Luke hardly minding it one bit. Perhaps the Emperor had hoped that the uncomfortable atmosphere would eventually force Luke into a more talkative mindset, but frankly, you didn't know uncomfortable until you had to distract a full snatcher squad from your charges, hiding under a poorly secured tarp less than three paces away. The Emperor had nothing on that. Neither he nor the Emperor spoke another word until they had reached the doors that would let them back into the room they had been received in, flanked on both sides by more reg guards. The Emperor made a dismissive wave and the guards swung the doors open back into the room with the sorely missed windows that revealed the golden hour was in full swing and probably nearing its tail end, light bathing the whole room in a dazzling display of golden and rosy hues, which would have been a beautiful sight if Luke hadn't been busy staring aghast at the Red Cross who was still kneeling on the floor in a position so shockingly similar to the one they'd left them in that Luke just knew the guard hadn't moved from that spot or position the entire time. That was... that was... Luke swallowed heavily. No free person did that. Not a single person who was truly free would do something like that. Whatever this was, he had a damn good suspicion that if he scratched off the thin layer of glamour and gloss, he'd find more of the exact same thing he was familiar with on Tatooine. Sun's fucking fire, the Emperor didn't just appear to be a fucking master, he was one. Fuck, 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 that meant... Rise. His horrified thoughts were interrupted by the Emperor's creaking command, the kneeling guard jerking up and onto their feet like a puppet on fraying strings. Oh, that was so messed up. A shift in the back of his mind warned him a split second before it happened, and by the time the Emperor had turned his attention back to him, he'd managed to wrangle his horror and disgust back into the storm outside himself. Later. He'd deal with that revelation later when it was safe to do so. For now, he just had to keep up the act, keeping his face carefully bland and hoping he was even half as good at it as Captain Piet. He nodded politely at the man who he'd just decided to despise. Well, my boy, the Emperor said as he smiled warmly, I suppose this must be where we part ways for now. It was truly a pleasure to meet the youth who's been shaking up the daily drudge of my empire a bit, and I look forward to seeing your ingenuity myself this evening. Feeling the end in sight, 
Luke hardly even had to grind his teeth too much as he bowed deeply. Thank you, Your Majesty. I hope that I will not disappoint. <sighs> the Emperor narrowed his eyes. No, I don't think you will, my boy. I don't think you will. Before Luke could even begin to dissect the layers in that statement, the Emperor gestured over to the guards, and he was immediately flanked on all sides. Escort Engineer Lars back to his entourage, and see that he doesn't come to any harm in the meantime. Somehow that order didn't feel as comforting as it was no doubt meant to be interpreted. Choosing to keep his silence, he locked eyes with the Emperor, the man who'd somehow managed to validate every last shred of Luke's hard-earned paranoia, and dipped his head slightly in a gesture of farewell. He then swiftly turned on his heel and let the guards guide him away, not allowing for a return farewell or a further dismissal in a move that could easily be constructed in any number of innocuous manners, but that any child of the desert would immediately recognize as blatant disrespect. A master may insist on having the last word, but a child could still snatch away that last bit of power if they were careful enough. Not that the Emperor was likely to notice. After all, the outer rim was deeply entrenched within him. What would he know of power dynamics and the steps of its dance? Chewing on the inside of his mouth, he lengthened his steps just a bit, eager to leave this horrible place where malice seemed to be baked into the very stones he walked on, a move which, to Luke's surprise, prompted the guards around him to keep pace as well. Smiling grimly, he set the pace to a swift power walk as he hurried through the hallways leading up to the Emperor's inner sanctum. Dark hallways of black marble and mirrored crystal flashed by rapidly as Luke refused to waste one more moment in this miserable place. Soon enough, the great double doors that promised an end to this whole ordeal dawned before him, and he heaved an internal sigh of relief. One of the guards hurried forward to activate the door panel, and with a great groaning rumble, the two slabs of stone slid apart and revealed a sight he'd never been so happy to see as in that moment. The clones in their shiny white armor snapped to attention as he was ushered through the heavy stone gate, but as much as Luke was grateful to see them, he was even happier to see that the looming black form of Vader was coming up to meet him, cape flaring behind him. Within a split second the Red Guards had scattered from their positions surrounding him, and he was left blinking in befuddlement as his entire vision was filled with a black wall of armor-weave and plasti-steel armor. Taking a small step back to assess the situation, he noticed that Vader had taken the initiative to insert himself between Luke and the Red Guards, effectively blocking them from further access to him. The air around him felt thick and heavy with a kind of fearful anxiety that curled heavily around him, giving him the odd mental image of a crate crouched low over its horde, fangs bared. In a scene so familiar, Luke could have sworn that he'd seen it before. Oh. The realization of what was going on struck like lightning and left him grinning as a warm fondness filled his chest. Vader was worried about him, downright fretting if his behavior towards the guards was any indication and he seemed to be fully intent on assuaging that worry by hovering over Luke like a clucking mother hen. Rolling his eyes at the slightly ridiculous behavior of his mentor, he allowed Vader to keep him close while the man fended off whatever threat he perceived the Red Guards to be. That will be all, the vocoder growled out the Red Guards still warily hovering nearby, seemingly torn between their reluctance to leave and what Luke assumed to be their reluctance to approach Vader in full mother hen mode. Not that Luke blamed him. The man tended to get snappy whenever he was worried about something. You are dismissed. Our orders are to see that the head engineer does not come to any harm, one of the guards protested. 
their usually flat and empty tone now marred with something worrisome. Vader, however, wasn't having any of it. And he will not come to any harm under my protection, the Dark Lord interrupted. The words hissed out in a manner that starkly reminded Luke of a ticked-off Tuka. Leave. The last word was spoken with such force that Luke was impressed the Red Guards didn't just turn tail and run, rather than deal with a supremely agitated Vader, but leave they did. Most of them, save two, retreated back behind the double doors that slid closed with an echoing bang. With most of the guards once again safely out of reach, Vader's tense garb relaxed a bit, but Luke noticed was still far too similar to a protective crouch to really count as relaxed. My lord, he said softly, drawing Vader's attention back to him, red lenses fixing onto him with a focus that would be intimidated if he hadn't known the man better by now. He carefully placed a hand onto the man's nearest forearm to offer the reassurance of touch, not caring that the clones were likely watching their every move. This was more important than keeping up appearances. Holding the gaze of the red lenses and letting as much built-up stress bleed out of him as he could, he spoke his next words as deliberately as he could. My lord, I'm fine, and I'm here. He breathed deeply as the truth of those words sunk in with him as well. I'm here, he repeated softly, perhaps more to himself than anything else. Whatever else could be said of it, the words seemed to help Vader calm down as the heavy air of worry and fear slowly lifted, his posture relaxing from the still somewhat defensive stance he'd held on to even as the guards had left. Vader's arm slowly dropped back to his side, and Luke followed suit as the armor weave of the suit slipped from his grip. From the corners of his awareness he could feel the clones slowly creeping closer, carefully encircling the both of them in their usual flanking formation even as they seemed reluctant to get too close. He paid them no mind, keeping nearly his full attention on Vader as the man did the same in turn, clearly looking Luke over for any signs of something. Eventually he seemed satisfied, and gestured for Luke to join him at his side in an unfamiliar gesture, resting a hand on his shoulder as soon as he stepped in place. As the comforting weight rested on his shoulder, Luke felt the stress of his conversation, confrontation, with the Emperor fade away. A soft increase of pressure ushered him forward, and in no time at all they were putting a decent distance between them and the Emperor's sanctum, with more stress leeching away with every step. Watching the hallways and turns, Luke had a decent guess as to where he was being guided by Vader, especially since the man was obviously still on edge after the sudden incident the Emperor had staged. When they turned into the familiar hallway that led to the suite he'd called home for the last few days, he knew he was right on the money. They swept past his suite and into the stretch of hallway that marked the path to Vader's office. From one set of stone gates to the next, he thought idly as he considered the strange situation he'd gotten himself into that had let two functionally identical objects elicit such wildly different responses from him. In any case, he suspected he was going to have a lot less time to set up his presentation for the court than he'd originally planned for, but... He glanced back up at where Vader was still radiating sharp waves of worry and anxiety into his surroundings. Well... He could live with that. Vader made a sharp gesture towards the heavy double doors of his office, which slid further open without prompting. Wait here, he directed his orders toward the clones. We won't be long. Huh? Luke raised an eyebrow as he glanced upwards at his mentor. They wouldn't be. Maybe he'd have more time for preparations than he thought. Sir, yes, sir, one of the commanders echoed, but Luke hardly had the chance to check whether it was Cody or Oppo before he was ushered through the doors. Another sharp gesture of Vader sent them snapping shut far faster than Luke thought the mechanism would allow for. 
He braced for the earth-shattering sound it would produce, but between one blink and another the air shifted into that strange muffled quality again, and the heavy stone slabs collided without even a whisper. But before he could even begin to register anything on the sheer impossibility that had just transpired in front of him, his attention was pulled away by Vader abruptly veering around and pinning him in place with the sheer weight of his full attention and the hand on his shoulder. Are you all right? Luke blinked at the sudden question, the words taking a moment to sink in. A moment too long, if Vader's reaction was any judgment to go on. Little one, he implored urgently, are you all right? His mask twitched this way and that, presumably to allow him to scan Luke fully for anything that could answer that question sooner, hand still firmly clamped on Luke's shoulder. Luke couldn't help it. He chuckled softly in amusement and flash, his mentor a warm but tired grin. My lord, he said as earnestly as he could, placing his own hand on the one the man was still holding his shoulder with. Like I said earlier, I'm fine. You were with my master for over an hour, Vader shot back, and there was the snappishness he'd been expecting. Forgive me if I am ill-content with that knowledge. Luke huffed. Considering who the Emperor had shown himself to be, he could hardly blame Vader for his worry, but really he was fine. I promise you I'm not lying, he said patiently, trying to see if he could soothe down Vader's ruffled feathers before the man got too far into his fretting fit. And he hesitated, not sure if it was the right thing to say, but deciding to give the full, honest truth in the end. And I need to thank you. Your warnings were enough to prepare me in the end, he admitted. They gave me the context I needed to connect a few key inconsistencies and stopped me from going into the situation blind, so thank you. Vader stared at him silently, the only sound the cycling of the respirator and the nearly audible shrieking of the tempest of emotions raging around him, an odd mixture of shock, fear, something like hope, and a soft undercurrent of something warm and fierce that he couldn't easily identify. That. I. The vocoder blared with static for a moment and Luke smiled with warmth and mirth as Vader tripped over his own words in a rare show of being both caught off guard and vulnerable. You are welcome, he eventually got out, the air thick with both the man's sense of discomfort and satisfied pride stirring around them like water and oil, and Luke beamed when the soft sense of pride won out and settled over the both of them like a thick, comforting blanket. Nonetheless, Vader cut in hastily, and Luke had to hide a smirk when he could practically see the flash of embarrassment as the walls were brought up again. You were in there for a long time, Luke. Much longer than I had anticipated. The unspoken question of why hung uneasily between them. He sighed as he prepared himself for a long explanation. The Emperor wanted to, he made a vague noise, talk, I suppose, though that hardly felt like it was the right word for what had transpired. He had many things to say about the apparent talent I possess. He scoffed and wrinkled his nose at that, though it was mostly on how I ought to utilize it and telling me how disappointed he was when I disagreed. He sighed and pulled a hand through his hair. I very much doubt he was being sincere about the whole talent bit, but it, he was definitely eager to get me off the lady and into another project, the Tarkin Initiative to be more specific. He chewed the inside of his cheek for a bit before sighing and admitting the rest of what the Emperor said as well. Even said he could block you from preventing me from going if I wanted him to. And that got an immediate reaction as Vader's grip tightens to the point of pain on his shoulder, something to which even Luke couldn't entirely hide his wince. The gloved hand immediately released his shoulder, but he stopped it when Vader attempted to pull away entirely, the air suffused with apology. 
He kept his hand in place as he carefully laid out his next words for his mentor. He also seemed less than pleased. He started slowly. When I told him in no uncertain terms that I wasn't leaving my post on the lady. Not for Tarkin and not for him. The words, not if it meant leaving you, went unspoken, but hopefully not unheard. A hitch in Vader's respirator told him the man had heard him loud and clear. I see ye, he muttered out as well as the vocoder would allow. I thank you for, for your loyalty. Luke nodded once, acknowledging what was said and what wasn't. And I'd have to thank you too, he murmured with a hint of a smile as he recalled the rest of the conversation. Turning away Tarkin would have been a pain and a half if you hadn't blocked him. A burst of static and a wave of amusement told him that Vader was more than aware of the scene he would have caused, too. It was no trouble, little one, he rumbled as he slowly relaxed back into Luke's presence. If I recall correctly, there was little fondness for Tarkin's doctrine, no? Luke groaned loudly at the reminder of that absolute piece of garbage, mock glaring at Vader when the man gave a staticky rumble of amusement. Ah, yes, I see, I did indeed recall correctly. Vader said with a nod, as if the smugness radiating off of him didn't tell Luke that the man knew exactly what it took to get a rise out of him. He kept up the glare until Vader tilted his head in the exact manner that Luke knew meant he was calling his bluff, warmth chiming happily around him. Letting a grin break out across his face, he shrugged his unoccupied shoulder unrepentantly. What can I say? He said, mischief in his voice. I have a distinct lack of respect for the shoddy end of Imperial workmanship. Luke came the expected reprimand, accompanied with a soft tap on the head that hardly even touched him, though the supposed offense rang hollow with the sheer amusement that was rolling off the man in waves. He ducked his head, mostly to hide his grin, but refused to take back what he'd said. A gust of static told him Vader had realized that as well, though he hardly felt too upset about it. Those kinds of remarks would land you in more than just your usual brand of trouble, if anyone ever heard them, little one. Vader told him with an undercurrent of seriousness marking the words. Luke shrugged, feeling rather unconcerned about it all. Then it's probably a good thing I only make them when I'm around people I know I can trust, right? The silence lasted just a beat too long, before Vader responded about three degrees too stiff. I suppose. Luke decided to take that as a yes. And anyway, he continued, I made my stance to the Emperor more than clear. I would reject any offer to work for Tarkin if it meant giving up the job I currently have. He grimaced as he recalled the Emperor's reaction to that statement, bracing himself for Vader's inevitable fussing, though he seemed none too happy with that declaration even if he did try to hide it. To his surprise, Vader only sighed deeply in a long gust of static. No, I do not imagine he would be regardless of what his intent was with those questions. And well, wasn't that interesting? He raised an eyebrow in question at that statement, but Vader uncharacteristically waved him off. Later, little one he said by way of explanation. I truly meant it when I said we would not be along, but this could not wait. We will discuss this in more detail later, but for now I would ask that you, that you continue to trust me and answer my questions. The last words stumbled like Vader himself was unsure of them, but Luke decided he hardly needed to call any attention to it, and while well, he had asked him to trust him. All right, he agreed easily. And letting his mouth quirk up in a wry smile, he echoed his words from earlier. I guess I did tell you to tell me how. Peter squeezed his shoulder lightly, warmth wrapping around him. Thank you, little one, 
he said with a sincerity that nearly made Luke feel bashful. Now then, I would ask that you tell me what your impressions of my master were. Ah, oh, sons. Luke chewed the inside of his cheek and glanced up at his mentor. As in what he did, or what I thought of him, he asked, needing clarification before he spoke his mind. Vader hummed thoughtfully. Both, I suppose. But start with the latter. Luke took a steadying breath. It was just Vader. They disagreed on things before and come out fine. My honest opinion, he muttered lowly, or the one that would be approved if I submitted it in a report. Vader tilted his head, curiosity sparking around him like the drifting desert tears that appeared whenever the rains came in spring, small specks of light dancing through the air and pinging softly against the shifting sands that whispered where his mind ended, and something else began. For curiosity's sake, the former, if you would. You may not like it, Luke felt the need to warn. Then I will have to learn to live with that fact, Vader retorted dryly. Luke blew out a breath. Fine. Here went nothing. Frankly, I wouldn't trust the Bantha Brain Slaymo any further than I could punt him without Biggs to help me out. Oh, and I also think he's seriously creepy. There he'd said it. Folding his arms defensively, he waited out the stunned silence of his mentor, anticipating at least one lecture on how what he had said technically counted as verbal treason and the like, maybe a bit of scolding for speaking in such a manner of, of Vader's master and sons and fucking sand. That was something he'd have to have a long think on later, because how would he even begin to plan a flight for his mentor if the situation was what he thought it was? He was abruptly yanked out of his spiraling thoughts by a deep, rumbling burst of static that reverberated through the air, stone, and Luke's very chest, shaking and halting in time with Vader's odd jerking movements, and, oh, Vader was laughing. Luke felt vaguely stunned as he heard the deep, grating sound that was the only way Vader's vocoder could seem to translate the full-bodied laughter the man was letting out. No longer focused on his own frantic storm of thoughts, he could now feel how the air was light and open with relief, warmth, and hope. Elation and joy spiraled through the air like birds in a chase, tumbling, dipping, and diving in an infectious dance of happiness that left Luke smiling just as bright as he felt. He couldn't help it. He laughed, too. Chuckles spilled forth from the lightness inside him, slowly building until he was laughing just as loudly as his mentor, basking in the bone-deep warmth that hung thick in the air around them and seeped into his very core. A precious few moments of levity that reminded Luke all too well of why he trusted Vader with these kinds of secrets in the first place. Oh, little one, the vocoder sputtered out, halting and starting oddly with static overlaying every word, distorting the syllables in strange ways. You never fail to surprise me. Luke flashed a dazzling smile. Well, I aim to shake things up a bit wherever I go, so I'll take that as a compliment. Hmm, Vader rumbled. Shake things up indeed. Though I do hope that you understand, not everyone will be appreciative of that. He tilted his head lightly. For instance, my master. Luke snorted derisively. Why am I not surprised? He sniped, rolling his eyes. But I'll be careful, he promised. Though I would like to point out that I've already talked to him once and survived, so I think we'll be fine. And I am inclined to believe you, Vader agreed. Before crossing his arms and tilting his head downwards to pin Luke with a piercing look he could feel even through the lenses of the mask, though your current track record of remaining out of trouble speaks against any notions of that lasting for any period of time, he rumbled out in a pointed manner. 
And, well, Luke had to admit that the man did have something of a point there, but still. Hey, I can think of my feet, he protested. And I'm not that bad, he muttered mutinously. The silence that followed was both as conspicuous as it was pointed, with Vader looking down at him over crossed arms with an air that definitely spelled out exactly how much his mentor doubted that statement. Oh, shut up, Luke muttered when the static turned a bit too emphatic. Vader's vocoder blared out in a burst of static that Luke had no problem translating as a sound of amusement. Very well, then, Luke, I shall take your word for it. The lenses gleamed as they usually did, but this time around Luke could swear that somehow there was a spark of mischief in the gleam. For now, he finished, before placing a hand again on Luke's shoulder. Come now, we have spent what little time we had, and we'll have to continue this at a later time. The troopers will be waiting, and you, little one, have a final presentation to prepare for. Rolling his eyes at his mentor, but allowing the man to have the last word on the matter, Luke let himself be led back to the entrance of the offices. Elation and joy still sparked lightly through the air around them, like moths dancing around a flame, and Luke felt the last vestiges of anxiety and stress that had wound themselves around his heart dissipate like mist in the morning. Maybe this was far from over, and maybe he'd be thinking very differently about this once he saw the work he had to do to prepare his presentation and about one-third of the time he'd planned to do it in, but for now, he truly felt like they'd be just fine. The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Donkadai, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server where I record things alive for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.